questions, let's pass them to the center aisle, if you will, and the ushers will come along and we'll get Larry started. And if you come up with a question in the middle of the thing, just hold it in the air and the usher will come and get it. And then everybody will know what you've asked. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy these times because I get to, I get to sort of have a pulse on, on where we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're fun, too. I enjoy this. Can you tell? <laughs> Why do I feel nothing but emptiness and loneliness? Well, somehow that is an emotion that you are picking up on, that you are out of sync with your higher God energy self. That is a kind of uh, red, no, not a red flag. It's a kind of just a gentle indicator that there is a greater depth in you that is waiting to be identified with and found and expressed. Now, your question to yourself then is how do I do this? Well, how you do it, how I do it, how any of us would do it, and that is to, I'm going to assume something here which is dangerous. I'm going to assume that you may or may not have your times of quiet, your times of meditation, your your, uh, your abstinence from things that are upsetting, be it the news or whatever, if that is upsetting, um, and a time of just introspective uh, identity seeking with the God self, the good self that you already are. Um, so factor more of that in, factor reading, factor conversations with people who are like-minded, um, uh, and the other, has to kick in because it is who you are. You're not seeking something you are not. You are just seeking a greater identification with who you are. In fact, you might begin by being thankful that the loneliness factor is an indicator that you have an opportunity rather than decry what you are feeling. <clears throat> How to stop drinking alcohol for relaxation? Well, you know, it's sort of like having, having something on the table. And you never say, I will try to pick it up, do you? You will either pick it up or you won't pick it up, right? So um, if, if this is an issue in your life and you sense it is an issue, um, of, of, of get help if it's an issue. Um, uh, if it isn't an issue uh, in some way because you are an eternal being, I suppose, and just make your peace with where it is right now. But if it is an issue to you, then, uh, then there are techniques and tools that can help you and people who can help you. Uh, cut into some of that and uh, it can be then a blessing to your life. We have a couple of questions here on soulmates. Soulmates. Hmm. Soulmates. Uh, one wants to know, um, I've been praying for a soulmate. Uh, what am I doing wrong? Because apparently soulmate hasn't appeared yet. And what is Unity's perspective on soulmates? Unity doesn't have a perspective on soulmates. 
per se. You, you, you may find it mentioned in some writings, but like many, many things, uh, there are other things too that we don't simply have, a, have an issue with as far as a standard that we set and we proclaim in different things in life. Um, um, uh, are there soulmates? Quite, quite, quite possibly. Um, if you are looking for a soulmate, um, he or she just simply might not be in this dimension at this point in time. Ever realize that? That possibility? Um, so if you are seeking um, some experience whereby you can find somebody that will reinforce the qualities that you find important in your life, maybe step back a little bit from having the, um, the, uh, the title that it must be my soulmate that I have been with forever since we were amoebas, you know. Like us. Like us, yeah. <laughs> Step back from that and just be looking for the right and perfect person who will, who will amplify what you are as you can amplify what he or she is um, in your journey. And I suppose recognize that as we go through, uh, and I may get myself in trouble here, but, but as we go through the eternalness of our beingness, and you know, forever, um, the soulmates might be the same gender. Um, it, we, you know, we've done everything, and we've been everything, and we've experienced everything, and it's all good. It's all okay. So maybe broaden and not necessarily try to force something to be, but just simply try to be as open and receptive to the right and perfect thing at the right and perfect time right now. And uh, uh, maybe in your times of quiet, you can find your identity with, not quite as fulfilling as someone in the physical, I'll grant you, but nevertheless, something is always there to answer whatever it is you are asking. Does Unity believe in reincarnation, past <laughs> lives, uh, karma, like Oriental traditions? Why is it not discussed more openly on Sunday? Because it isn't an issue, right? You know, <clears throat> let's take the word reincarnation. That really bugs some people. Call it re-embodiment, if you will, or call it a continual uh, uh, experience within the journey of, of, of life of, from non-physical to physical. Now, if reincarnation, if re-embodiment is a fact and a truth, will it, will it happen? Of course it will. If you don't like talking about it, will it happen anyway? Of course it will. So that's why Necessarily, we don't raise that flag every Sunday morning and say, now, one of our tenants this morning is always reincarnation and we're going to always talk about it. No, but isn't it logical? To me, it is a logical experience expression of how the universe works. Can you imagine being set into physicalness, as some would describe it, from, from, you know, from nothing, uh, you came from nothing and you go to nothing. But, and now you've got, um, what, 60, 70, 80 years um, to please God or make it, or you will, what, be sentenced to Aho for the rest of eternity? 
you know? That doesn't make any sense at all. So um, I've always believed, and everyone I know in unity believes, the experience that as we translate ourselves into non-physical, that we will eventually seek to be back to where the action is, and that's right here on the leading edge of, 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 of life. And we will be drawn by consciousness into the right and perfect place where we will be a part of another physical form. Uh, no accident, no luck, no chance ever. There's only that which is right and perfect. Of course, we have been around many times. Have you ever had a deja vu experience? Some of you have. Some of you have deeper experiences than that with uh, the ability to see into uh, the dimension that a lot of us can't see into. So, yeah, there's a never-ending experience of life, and you are a part of it, and you can sort of just ease into it a little bit and not be so concerned. Uh, I love the statement, in your eternalness, you will never get it wrong because you never get it done. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Well, this is a good um, lead-in to this question. Where does the soul go after death? Thank you, Tom. Into the ever-present here and now. There's no place to go. There's only something to be. And you can be wherever and whatever you want to be, and you will take that consciousness with you into the eternalness of the ever-present moment. Um, you know, which takes us, do you die and go to heaven? Well, in a sense you do, but heaven is not a place. Heaven is a state of consciousness. Um, and of course, death, dying, I, don't, I, I seldom use that term, um, in spite of what they're going to talk about after the service this morning in the annex. Uh, that's my warped sense of humor. Okay. Um, so you're always here, you're always now, Everything interpenetrates. It's just a different frequency, a different vibration. Um, like, like you can't see radio waves, and yet they're here. Um, and if you and I were able to see with greater vision, I am sure in this room this morning, we would see many, many, many who are here who are simply in the non-physical, who are here because they want to be here. And they are here to lend their energy of love and whatever they have to bring in that particular way. It's all here, it's all now, it's all good. So let's move into a couple of questions on animals. Animals. Why did my dog die? Is there a dog heaven or do they stay in regular heaven? And another one says, are animals spiritual beings? Everything, everything is, a, uh, uh, is an evolution unto itself. Um, um, pets, why did your dog transition? Because it was orderly for your dog to do so at that point in time for him or her. Uh, you may not have liked it, but it was orderly for the dog to move into non-physical. And I have been told, although I don't have any direct access, I've been told that, that animals um, come back into a young, fresh body very quickly. Uh, they, they enjoy the experience of being in a young, fresh body, and so they are more prone when a body is not working too well 
to just cash it in because on some level of their being, I believe they know what is going to happen to them. And they know that it is all good and it is all just as it should be. So uh, maybe you've had the experience, some people have. I, when, when you have a new little pet, you know that you've been around that little critter before sometime. And they find their way back into your life again, especially if there's a love tie to have there. So trust the process that is orderly for you and it is orderly for them. Is it okay to not have relationships or be in the company of people who talk incessantly or negatively? Or am I being judgmental and unloving? Well, that's why you have a judgment factor, right? You don't want to have a condemnatory factor, but you have a judgment factor. And the judgment factor says, is this an environment or is this a relationship or is this a conversation that is going to bless me and feed me? Is this a vibrational match for where I want to be, what I want to do, be, and have? And if it isn't, don't go there. Don't go there. Try to extricate yourself as gently and lovingly as you can. And sometimes this is difficult if it's family. Um, but I'm sure there are ways if you are really on, 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 on course with what you know, how you want to feed the inner voice, the inner truth that you are with that which is reinforcing the goodness and the blessing of your God self, your good self. Um, and if you, you know the affirmations that, that I've shared with you on, a, on, a, you know, on Sunday mornings? Uh, I've done it three times now, right? You know what I'm talking about, most of you? And if not, you can pick one up outside. One of or two of the affirmations have to do with relationships, don't they? And some relationships need to go, right? If they are not feeding you, if they are not blessing you if they are not a part of your God identity, your good self, your God self. And that's an okay thing because you're not making them wrong. You're just simply saying, I am not in your vibratory experience right now. So um, it... <laughs> Did you shoot him? Anyway, so it's all good, you know. Um, again, a judgment factor, not a condemnatory factor. A uh, couple of questions here about when an, um, a um, relationship has ended. Um, here's one. How do you find your true self again that you lost in a relationship that ended? Well, um, let's not be so judgmental on what you think has happened. What maybe has happened was an opportunity to make another movement in the deeper depths of who and what you truly are. You may have thought that that was happening in the old relationship that is no longer there, and indeed it might very well have been. However, if the relationship for whatever reason has come to closure, and that can happen in many different ways. Um, it's sort of like uh, there's no pounding on the door that is shutting, the door is shutting. So to recognize that even in these circumstances, even in these moments when uh, the heart may be heavy, 
that the universe is always um, uh, fraught with fulfilling opportunities. And to uh, just simply uh, have your moments of quiet, have your moments of receptivity, have your moments of um, asking, and um, have your moments of seeking to be the kind of person now that you would want in a new relationship that that might be an attractive experience as it might identify you with another uh, moment to share and have and be blessed. So again, on that same kind of subject, how can I get over my ego pain and childish anger after being rejected? Probably that was the best thing that ever happened to you. You know, uh, you may not see it at this point in time, haven't you ever had moments when you, let's go back a little bit. Haven't you ever had moments in your life that looked bleak and then in retrospect down the trail, you were able to say, well, you know, that, 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 that hurt or that was uncomfortable, but golly gee, that was one of the best things that really ever happened to me. I just didn't see it at the time. Give it that gift now, even though it is difficult. Give it that pronouncement now. I don't like it, but I am going to move to the thought that quite possibly this is the very best thing that ever happened to me. Mary Ellen and I joke, years ago we knew someone. <clears throat> uh, he was married with, uh, to, a, to, a, to, a, to a woman, and they'd been together for a long time. And he all of a sudden became infatuated with a little uh, young uh, woman. Uh, and well, what did he tell his wife? That this would... And uh, that it was an ultimate sacrifice that she needed to make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to let him go. Oh, boy, huh? <clears throat> I mean, let's think highly of ourselves. I recognize that. But, oh, golly gee. Uh, so, uh, so in that context, uh, uh, you know, recognize that that, that, that relationships do change. And um, because I believe all things work together for good, look for that good. Seek it out. It has to be there. The universe has not turned its back on you. Um, speak to family dysfunction of most, if not all, families and the lessons, the potential lessons in it, or whatever moves you, they say. <laughs> whatever moves me? Yeah, say whatever moves you. <laughs> no, you don't want to hear whatever moves me. No, you don't. Uh, but often you have heard it said here and maybe elsewhere that just because someone is in the bloodline of your family, that they share the same DNA, so to speak, <clears throat> it doesn't always mean that they have a, that you and they and she and it and whomever, you have a spiritual rapport. Um, sometimes I believe we come into a family experience totally, totally because it is, it is convenient for us to do that and we might even see it as a launching pad that will bring us into greater understanding of who and what we truly are even though at the beginning it doesn't seem that way. Uh, there are a lot of families that now can claim that wonderful title of dysfunctional. Um, uh, and sometimes, you know, I think it's possible to hide behind that too. 
um, and to not be where we need to be in our own mind and space and heart as we interact with people. But if somebody is in a dysfunctional situation, there are other families, so to speak, to identify with. I like to think of you as my family. I like to think of unity as a a place where we can go and be our brother and sister, if you will, or sometimes our father or mother or, or child, and to be in the experience. Um, don't limit yourself to the, to the environment that you were born into. Suggestions for how one can resist internalizing or fighting the persistent unjustified criticisms, assumptions, and judgments of a negative parent who actually brags about being negative. It's like poison to visit or call, but I hate to abandon and hurt. It's hard to give up hope. That is a challenge. That is an understatement. I recognize that. I guess, I guess cut your visit short. Um, be there and be as bubbly and happy as you possibly can. Um, uh, when things start to go south, find excuse to go out and do something else, um, you're, you, you aren't going to change the parent, probably, because they don't want to be changed. But you can hold to what you know to be true and um, just simply limit the experience. Remember we talked about this a little bit, about the dysfunction kind of thing. And uh, your, your parent is not going to be around forever and recognize that uh, they probably are doing the very best they know how to do in their journey right at this point in time. But you, you, maybe, you maybe can insulate yourself a little bit more. You maybe can do that through time or through space and recognize that in the eternal self of the experience of your interaction with a parent that these choices are okay. A couple of questions here having to do with children's suffering at the hands of adults making poor choices. So if we all have choices on how we act and live, how to come to terms with children's suffering. And um, last week you said there are no victims as we created our own reality. How does this uh, apply to children who are abused? Well, this is a challenge because we right away, we, we have a mental vision image of what we call the innocence of a child and the age of a child and uh, all of the things that, that make up um, our, our perspective of what a child is. Um, and yet, if there is only consciousness expressing, somehow everybody is in their right place at their right time. Um, it just always doesn't look like it. Then realize that in this room right here, there probably are many who have been through a kind of thing that people call victimhood when they were young. And they have come into a place where they are right now. And so you step back from that and you send, if anything, not a, oh, dear God, why is this happening? But you send a blessing of energy and love into the experience. Um, and 
you and I both recognize, and I assure you, that there will be a moment in your eternal journey when you will catch sight of the understanding and you will say, oh, that is why, and that is the experience. There is an orderliness at work. I have to believe that. I cannot step back from that. Even a child is an eternalness of just presently in a small body form. And to give as much love into the imagery and into the experience as you can is the best gift that you can always give. Enjoying the game of life and how to play it, it clarifies subconscious mind, conscious and superconscious, uh, where Jesus dwelled, the fourth dimension. Can you speak about fourth dimension? Or higher consciousness? Well, um, you, you are that. You are that higher. You are your God identity. It is that from which you launched into, 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 into this physical moment. Um, sometimes in a time of prayer or meditation or contemplation, um, I will seek to catch glimpses of that. And if it's morning, I'll say something like, well, good morning, me. Uh, you know, hello. Or I'm even more forthright when the Lord's Prayer uh, you know, you know, I will say, I will say, hallowed be thy name, and thy name right now is Larry. Uh, we're in this together, my fourth dimensional God identity self and me, and to know that and stir around in that allows, I trust, a greater identity with knowing that. What does Jesus died for my sins really mean? Nonsense. I'm, you know, we could talk on this for a long time. But think. Think what this says about the God image. Think, I mean, God needed what? Pain and suffering so that you could have your slate wiped clean? That's, oh, that is so untrue. It is so not, not with it. It can't happen. Uh, Jesus, if you like the term died, uh, Jesus lived to show what is happening in your life. Not to placate an angry God, that is, that imagery, those words, those verbiages um, are simply um, uh, selling points that, that, that a lot of traditional religion uses so that you can live your life now in fear of being, again, uh, upsetting to God who did that to the personage of Jesus. That is not how it happened. That is not what it worked. That is untrue. Practical Christianity, what does that mean? It means what pays the rent in your life. It means what gets you through the day. It means the God identity of realizing in unity's metaphysical Christianity understanding, my, my prejudice, that you are the, uh, you are the, uh, uh, the extension of that same God energy that Jesus expressed through and is. And to know that is to know the Christed re reality of your um, 
of, of your foundation of who and what you truly are and who and what everybody truly is. It's that which you can take into the workplace. It's that which you can take into the basis of your relationships with people, places, conditions, and things. It is that which allows you to see the good in everyone and to bless all things, all circumstances, and all moments. How do I begin to see the world as a just place so that I can stop seeking justice? Well, you, if, you, if, if you have a challenge with the things that are going on outwardly that are being reported on, stay away from those things. Um, can you imagine over the years, over the centuries, over the millennium? The only difference we have right now is we have instant news. It's always been happening. Um, we, have, we have greater sophistication in some ways, but it's always happened. And to realize that you're not here to fix the world. You're here to stay fixed in your own focus of who and what you are. And the world will take care of itself. If you are thrust, to, thrust into a situation where you have to do something, that might be a different story. But don't go look for trouble. Stay right where you are in your own mind and in your own heart. How much longer? A couple more. Okay. Uh, what do we do with awareness of global, broiling, terrific disparities in wealth and humankind's slowness to change to preserve the earth if we only focus on happy things? Oh, you don't like the thing that this is a happy, positive church, huh? Yeah. Yeah, this is a feel-good church, we're told, you know, by other people. Why go there? Because you're supposed to feel good. It's who you are, you know? The earth, okay? Global warming, etc. Pull back from that, my suggestion. The earth has gone through cycles. It's simply going through a cycle right now. And believe me, it will take care of itself. There are those who even say the earth is an entity in and of itself. I'm not saying I know that to be true, but let's just say that it possibly is. It will take care of itself. We may not like the way that it does it, but it will take care of itself. Focus on who you are right now and do what you are led to do, but do it in peace and not in fear. How does unity suggest we deal with aggressive religious fundamental, fundamentalism so rampant? Ignore them. <laughs> Stay centered where you want to be centered. You know? Um, let, them, let them do what they do. The majority of them mean well and good in their heart of hearts. It's just they are coming from a different stance, a different belief. And that's all we can ever do, any of us, anyway. So if it's something that you think to be, to be, uh, um, what? Uh, not, not to, uh, um, well, not on your wavelength of spirituality? Well, then let them be who they are, and you be who you are. Last question. What are the spiritual contemporary writers or teachers that you use? Well, I'm sure you've read some of Eric Butterworth, haven't you? If you haven't, look it up. Eric Butterworth, just like it's, uh, it's, it's pronounced. Um, an excellent, excellent writer. 
Um, uh, and I, I am not one who does a lot of reading. I am one who likes to go more deeply within what I believe to be my inner access to all that is anyway. Um, and if I read, and I do, I enjoy Butterworth and others, but I am reading through his consciousness. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I also enjoy the opportunity of reading from my consciousness within me to the truth that is already in me and as me, even as that same truth is in you and as you, it has always been there. Thank you for the opportunity. I enjoy it. Blessings. <laughs>